0: You are listening to Inside Mountain Bike Radio.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Matt from Just Riding Along. And I want to welcome you to the resurrection of Inside Mountain Bike Radio. This is a show that hasn't been touched in about a year. And I'm here with Ben, Ben Welnack, the owner and creator of Mountain Bike Radio. Hi. And what we're going to do is we're going to, if you. Well, if you listen to that episode of Fat Bike Life called Rambling with Matt, it's going to be a shorter and less drunken version of that, I would hope. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to pick Ben's brain, and we're going to, have to figure out how things did what they did.
0: Yep. And, you know, the other thing with Inside Mountain Bike Radio is in the past, it had always been just the place where I put random interviews. So things that didn't really fit into different shows and people I would interview, that would be kind of Inside Mountain Bike Radio. And the resurrection is going to be more of actually like inside Mountain Bike Radio. So there might be some free ones. You know, there'll be free ones that you're probably hearing right now. And there'll probably be some not free ones that are member only. So, and if you don't know, if you're new to Mountain Bike Radio and you don't know anything about membership or how to support the show, if you've listened to all 800 plus, almost 900 different episodes, go to mountainbikeradio.com slash support MBR. But anyhow, so my point is that we'll do some of these that'll be free and then some that'll be for member only. Who knows when they will. You got it. When they'll be, it'll be kind of probably a random thing of, uh, you know, like Matt and I were talking before we got recording. And it could be anything from us sitting down and doing this or, you know driving to somewhere, he sticks a mic in my, in my face or I stick a mic in his face, you know, while we're going and just talk about what we're going to be doing or, you know, maybe things that have happened, you know, sometimes it'll be basically an audio newsletter of like what's going on in the land of mountain bike radio.
1: Yeah. except We've all realized that you guys don't like reading and you like listening. So we're going to tell it to you instead of typing it out.
0: (laughs) Exactly. You know, and it might include some other people too. You know, it, it, once we get, once I get moved in the summer and, you know, we have some other people around <laughs> right now, I'm looking out my window at horses.
2: <laughs>
0: it's not a whole lot of, I saw a bike last week though, or last weekend, this past weekend, I saw another person riding a bike. So that was big.
1: That's really and yeah, that's really big.
0: <laughs> I saw I another you one tonight. the
1: only adult bike in Williston.
0: No, I, there was another one. And I saw another one tonight. I went for a run and there was a guy riding a fat bike. So yeah, there's two.
1: Was it the same guy?
0: Or no, a it's a different guy. Person? No, it's a different guy. This guy I've seen before. I know because he doesn't talk. Like he barely even waves. <laughs> the other God. guy, I talked to him for a while. So yeah. Anyhow, my point being, you know, this inside mountain bike radio. It might be a group of people. It might be, you know, it, it's kind of it's going to be a mix, but it's not going to be like the interviews, you know. Before that's going to be something else uh, that we're going to call. What are we going to do? A MBR mountain and, bike radio and mountain bike radio and. So, all right, that's enough of that. So, Matt, you uh, you wanted to pick my brain on how this all came to be, pretty much, right?
1: Yeah. Well. So, we've done a members only recording already, um, and that is going to be tacked on to the end of this about a a couple of weeks after the fact that the members got it. And pretty much it's going to all, you'll hear some things in duplicate if you listen to the whole episode. But uh, Mountain Bike Radio has been growing, and I just wanted to, we've talked a little bit before about where mountain bike radio started and how it came to be, you know, and then kind of the XXC mag conversion to mountain bike radio days, you know, that, that you were involved with XXC and then XXC sort of went the way of the dodo and you continued on with mountain bike radio uh, podcast. But, you know, there's a, a huge gap in there. So there's a, you know, a bunch of stuff we could learn from you, you're because we're we're what now we're in april of 17 and yeah. mountain Mike radio started about five years ago
0: right yeah yep may of uh pretty much 12. may of 2012 yeah
1: and then just riding along was started around september october of mm-hmm.
0: 2012 yeah
1: and god we've been trucking along ever since
0: Mm-hmm. isn't that crazy
1: yeah, I'm really sad we didn't number our episodes. That's fine. Oh, it'd just, we'll just be cool to know at,
0: though. You're at number two hundred. Fifty.
1: Is it? Yeah. I just feel like it wouldn't be true though. Anyways. Um so what's the you know, let's start filling in the gaps. Like you you went from helping and by helping with XXC, like you were just
0: I didn't do f- anything really. I, I, no, that's, that's not true. So I did some writing. That was pretty much it. And then, you know, Jason and I got to know each other, you know, enough that we, I mean, we still text every once in a while and stuff. Uh, but you know, I just did some writing at that point. And then, uh, I don't know how Xander got involved. So (laughs) any of you listeners that know Xander from the XXC podcast, man, that was so much fun. Um, I don't know how that came to be. I think he was just like a follower that kind of just chimed up and said, "Hey, why don't we do something like this?" or I don't I don't know how they got started. So, we started a podcast. It was bad. The sound was horrible. It was it was just it was funny, but the it was just you could tell we didn't know what we were doing. And uh so we did a bunch of those. We did 22 episodes. And during that time, Uh, Jason kind of, I don't know, he's kind of losing his groove with XXC. It was just becoming a lot of work and getting nothing out of it for doing it for like three years, I think something like that. Um, and then the podcast kind of fizzled out. Um, and then, you know, during that process, that's when I kind of started doing that. So long story short, that's where I came in with XXC was doing, doing the podcast. We were doing a weekly podcast. And then you decided
1: you could do that by yourself.
0: Well, it wasn't even decided. It was like people were asking for it. They were asking us to do interviews on the XXC one. And, you know, we did a few and mainly the ones we did were with Andrea. Uh, And so people just kept asking, hey, can you interview this person or can you, you know, here's a suggestion. Can you interview them? And we didn't want to do it because that wasn't the point. And then, so I just said, well, I could just do it myself and I didn't really know what I was doing. That's not, it's not where I came from. So I just found the easiest, quickest way of doing it, which was the blog talk radio, which is horrible by the way. Uh, So yeah, so that's why, that's why I started it because people were asking for those interviews and I'm like, well, I can just do those. That's cool. So that's how it started.
1: And then you roped Andrea in from her XXC mag, which Andrea then roped Kenny and myself in because we were just within arm's reach, essentially. And sort of the rest is history. I mean, you've, you've picked up, and I'm just curious if anything's gone. Like, what was... So it looks like we have a bunch of different shows for mountain bike radio, but has anything gone? So I know that there was big livers came and gone. The drunk cyclist has came and gone, right? Mm -hmm. What else has came and gone from mountain bike radio? That's like, you know, only survives in the archives at this point.
0: Oh man, there's been, there's been a lot. Uh, you know, I tried different things, uh, you know, like, oh man, going way back. Uh, well, it was you guys, let, let's just go kind of back because, you know, it was you guys, like you said, the end of the year, end of 2012. And then, you know, once, once I got, I got to back up on that one <laughs> because here, here's why, here's what he, Man, I'm just trying to think back to 2012. It's all blur because we had my son at the same time. So one of my first interviews was Jeremiah Bishop. (laughs) And my like my mother in law was there and my like newborn sons like sprawled out on the ground and I'm like recording on the floor. Um but when I, I realized that uh you guys I was trying to think of some way to stick out. And, you know, I listened to a bunch of different shows and like car talk always stuck out to me like, man, this is, you know, it's funny, it's informative and, you know, it's just, it's good entertainment and you learn something every time you just walk away, away from that and, you know, you learn something. And uh so that's why when you guys, you know, just the fact you had nicknames to begin with and you, they kind of stuck, it was like all right. So I, th- we have the characters. They obviously know what they're doing, you know, like what can I, what, what can we call this? You know, I just kept thinking for months, like, Hey, first of all, they're interested. Like what now, what can we, you know, what can we call this thing? That's like fun and entertaining and informative all at the same time. And it was like, you started thinking and I was like, man, you know, when I just ran along, came along, I was like, damn, that's a, that's perfect. You know? Um, but in terms of other shows, it's been it's been a mix all all the way along because, uh, God, I, I don't even want to spend time listing them all because it's been like, you know, anything from just like new shows we cooked up to stuff we kind of posted with you know in conjunction with other people um, doing some stuff. Uh, so it's been really a mix of. You know, especially the first couple years of doing shows, like having many shows on Mountain Bike Radio. It's always been kind of a mix of whatever I could kind of, you know, if I had an idea, I'd try to pull it together. Or if I, you know, if I just happen to see something like, you know, like the big livers, I, I saw maybe a tweet or something and, you know, I contacted those guys and said, Hey, here's my idea. You know, I want something about beer. Like you guys seem like you have, you know, something pretty, it would be pretty funny. And it turned out to be really good. And uh, so it's just been a mix. There's, I mean, probably 10 different, you know, shows or like series or whatever you want to call them over, you know, those first few years. And what's your.
1: So, I mean, looking back, you you talk about looking back, it it was a year later we met for the first time and. You picked me up at Breck the. Epic. Well, you picked me up at the Denver airport. Yeah. Okay. And took me to Breck Epic. And that was the first time that I rode in a car with someone that, or like that, I interacted with someone. And looking back now, I understand it. But you knew me from the show. You didn't know I didn't know you as much as you knew me. Yeah. And. You know That's it. Funny. Like when you. So we like interacted some there, but I mean, everyone was busy racing. I wasn't racing, but you know, you were busy racing and I was busy helping Andrea race. So, you know, we didn't do a lot, but like we keep fast forwarding. And like, what, what did you, at what point did you say like Mountain Bike Radio, like, do you feel like Mountain Bike Radio, let me ask this first, do you feel like it's a, it's to a point where it's, I don't want to say as big as it can be, but it has like a really good foundation to build upon. Do you think that's true or not?
0: Oh, I definitely think that's true. Yeah, uh, certainly. Um, you know, if you, if you look around at kind of, I, here's the thing is if you look around and you compare it to what else is out there, right. You know, in the specifically in the mountain bike world, it's probably not as polished You know, if you look at the website and I don't have all the, you know, I just, I'm not as polished as I'd like to be, obviously. And, you know, people can criticize or send feedback or suggestions and all that kind of stuff. And trust me, it isn't anything that I haven't thought about myself. There's, there's nothing you could tell me that's going to get me more irritated than I probably already am with something that I'm not doing or could do better or, you know, fix or anything like that. Um but if you look around, I, th- I would say you know that's kind of my own criticism is that it's it, it's a really good foundation. Like we hear it constantly. I mean, you get emails. I get emails. You know, people said, "Hey, we ju- I just came across Mountain Bike Radio, and holy shit, it's like a treasure trove of content, right? Because they they find out and they're like, you know, they probably go to the website and they look at it and they're like, holy shit, there's how many episodes that? How why didn't I not hear of this?" You know, and, uh, first of all, it just, it's not like, you know, like for example, if you go to like dirt rags website, I was on there today looking around and the other day looking around, um, because they, they shared something about top 10, was it top nine podcasts you should listen to or top 10 and you guys, you guys were, they gave you a shout out on there just right along. Well, like nine
1: people picked their favorite podcast and we were one of the people's. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool.
0: But I mean, if you you look over there, they've been doing it for a long time. They have a whole staff of people kind of doing things. Right. And it's just, it's polished. You know, you could tell they've been doing it for a long time. They can tell they, they have somebody that knows exactly what they're doing in every, probably every aspect, or they're really good at faking certain aspects that cover up for that. Right. That's, you know, that's any small business, but, uh, so, I mean, that kind of will come with time, I think, but as far as like a foundation and people knowing, you know, w- knowing kind of what to expect and what they're going to get. And, uh, you know, we're, I, I hesitate to say consistent because our consistency, our mountain bike radio's consistency is that we just keep cranking stuff out. You know, other podcasts, for example, other, they're, Consistency is they come out every Tuesday. Well, you know what? Just riding along, it might come out on a Wednesday, and then next week it might come out on Tuesday, and then you might get two episodes the next, you know, like 10 days later or something like that. It just depends on what we can do, how quickly we can do it. Um so people can, you know, that's we have our own consist I would say we have our own consistency. <laughs> like you know what you're gonna get, right? I mean, if you look back at March, there was like 18 episodes that went out. I mean, that's pretty damn good all pretty good stuff you know it's right not but like it's fe- just junk but
1: in february we put out nine episodes nine days in a row
0: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> you know that was good yeah
0: yeah yeah but so my my point being is you you know i, I think it's a although we could work on it, i think it's consistent people know what to expect um you know and it it comes on the other thing too that the reason that i think we have a good base is because when somebody that listens to mountain bike radio a rider you know that guy or woman is going to go to their friend and say, Hey, do you listen to mountain bike radio? And I think eight, eight, nine times out of 10, they can explain to their friend what mountain bike radio is. And I think that's really important.
1: Well, that's good. I mean,
0: um, uh, so is that well, answer the question? I kind of, I kind of rambled a lot, but that, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that I, I'm learning that I what I don't what I do know what I do well, and I'm more importantly learning what I don't know and what I don't do well. And I'm trying to. It's like any other small business, but you you it's constant every day. You're trying to fix yourself, right? And you're trying to figure out ways that you can get things done that you're not so good at, and you know maybe looking down the road, like you're probably not the best person for the job is to get those, those pieces together. It takes long, way longer than you anticipate. Um, but uh, I would say that's, that's part of it. So yeah. All right. So that's enough for that, <laughs> that, that answer. Is that, is that answer it for you? It does.
1: Um, I I just, so, I mean, what was the, so mountain bike radio came first mm-hmm. and then you started putting on races as well.
0: <laughs> well, what yeah. came next? Uh, did
1: riding gravel or grid events come next? No,
0: riding gravel did, um, in the, so, well, no, the whole event thing kind of started at the same time riding gravel did. Uh, so for listeners, if you don't know, uh, maybe you're new, you know, we get a lot of new listeners every episode, but if you're new, Uh, If you go over to ridinggravel.com, that is me and Guitar Ted. Uh, We put that website together and keep it going. Uh, That originally started back in like 2013. I created that site and put on a couple free gravel events out in Colorado because we were living out in Colorado. And At the same time, around the same time, I think it's, I don't even know, 2011. I don't know. The first year of the Fat Bike Frozen Forty was uh, I had been part of Twenty Two Cycles. Me and three other guys created Twenty Two Cycles, which was a company we were making uh, titanium and steel bikes. And we hit it pretty hard with fat bikes. So I was digging around. I put together the Fat Bike Calendar, all the races, because I was trying to get traffic to the website. And I was like, "Man, well, you know what? There's nothing out there. All these all these races are popping up. Like, there's got to be a good resource." So I'm like. Screw it! I'll put it together that way. You know, if anybody has any questions or comments, whatever, they can go over our twenty-two cycles website, and I'll provide them with a bunch of free information that they can use as reference. So in that process, I found a guy in Brad, who was the guy that started Fat Bike Frozen Forty in Minnesota, uh, and I was like, man, this seems cool because at the time, back in two thousand, I don't even know eleven. I think it was eleven there wasn't, there wasn't much. There was like the arrowhead. I did a ride. There was like a lot of longer races and then a few short, real short races. And his idea was to do something in between. So like 40 miles. And uh, so it it was intriguing. So I sent him an email and one thing led to another and we were driving me and one of the other guys, 22 cycles, we packed up. I don't even know how many fit in a four runner, but I think we had probably eight bikes in there And, uh, and we actually delivered one to a guy out in Nebraska that one of our customers we took <laughs> along with us for the weekend as we we're driving, delivered it to one of our customers. And uh, so we were a sponsor of that first fat bike frozen 40. And then the second year, Brad, you know, I'm like, I contacted Brad again. I said, Hey man. And it turned out to be, I did a lot of the, you know, a lot of the behind the scenes work for that. So we basically worked a lot together. So in the next year, I took on a lot more and at the same time I have a good friend uh athlete on fire uh, go to athleteonfire.com a friend Scott who lives down in Colorado he and his wife put on a bunch of different events everything from like trail runs to like you know one they have the pumpkin haul which is like you you run I don't even know a few miles and you go pick out a pumpkin and then you have to run back with it or something and uh, so they, they've built a living on doing this and I helped them out with some events and, you know, and then I put on, I came up with the anti-epic down in uh, just South uh, Castle Rock area, South of a uh, monument, South of Castle Rock between Colorado Springs and Denver. Uh, so that happened in kind of around the same time. So I'm, you know, I was dipping my feet into putting on different events and then you know, I, I cranked up after one season, I did the anti-epic and in the fall. I did a couple shorter gravel rides. I just put together routes and said, Hey, people come on out, you know, and, uh, turned out to be pretty popular. Cause there wasn't, there wasn't a ton. There's a ton of gravel roads all East of, uh, I 25 and nobody ever, you know, the small lo- local groups that rode them, but you know, beyond that, nobody even knew they were there. And, um uh, Yeah, so that was all kind of happening at the same time. And then I put on those fall rides and I was like, man, I need a website to, you know, to kind of just for information. So it wasn't just a Facebook event and uh, I I wanted a place to put pictures, just a a place to kind of host everything. So then I started ridinggravel.com and then did that for another year, you know, just, just those free events. And then you know, let's see. Yeah. It was about that time. One, one day during the summer, I was kind of putting it, you know, doing some updating. Oh, in the meantime, I had created a forum on Ride and gravel and it had kind of picked up a little steam. And, um, so that's, you know, that's why I decided to keep it going, keeping, keep that website going. So kind of all the, the, the other stuff that I do kind of happened all at the same, kind of all in the same couple of years. Okay. So all this is
1: rolling. At what point does Are you still recording?
0: Mhm. Yep. Good. Just <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm you're go. on it. I'm on it. I'm a pro oh, at this.
1: Well, I'm just amateur still. So, uh.
0: <laughs> no, you're not. You're more pro than I am. Jeez. All right. So yeah, so at that point, I mean, you know, a couple years worth of a lot yeah then, when do you pop oh god i don't know you haven't hit that point yet <laughs> well i mean I,
1: from talking with you you've popped at least twice so far
0: yeah so the big one i would say hold outside. on a second
1: i think the ups man or something is here my little dog is going bonkers
0: hey No, hey. that's fine. And, Hey. and listeners we're going to keep this in here as uh unless i edit it out but we keep this in here because a lot of this stuff. The intention of this show is to keep it raw and real. Um, so Matt is recording in his kitchen, I think. And uh, but yeah, the whole point of this show is to keep it real, and uh, we'll keep it real. So I don't know. It sounds like Matt is back. He, Matt, are you back? He's not back. So okay. So if you got to this point, you're listening. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, had, uh, the one thing I would say is to go over to mountainbikeradio.com. There are several things that you can find there. It's a good way to, if you're new, to go back and find all the different episodes. Hold on. Were I'm you bad, talking that whole time? Dog. Yeah, I'm talking the whole time. I was explaining to listeners how this, oh. the point of these shows is going to be real. So oh, sorry. I, I probably won't edit that stuff out because I didn't hear you like going off on somebody or anything. So
1: <laughs> Oh, I I like set my headphones down and like walked off. So
0: oh no, you're good. You're good. Okay, sorry. No, that's the whole point of the show. So we can get get them used to it now. I was just gonna explain to I was explaining to new listeners that if you were to go over to the home page because it's a good way to go back and dig through the archives. So you can click on shows and it'll uh there's a whole like a drop down menu. You can go through there or the player on the homepage. You can drag through that. And it's an easy reference instead of like picking up your phone and like trying to drag through all the different things. And like the other thing too, with iTunes is it only pulls up 300 episodes. So the best thing I would say, if you're new to the show is to go to your app store and type in mountain bike radio and download the app because you can listen to every episode there is. All right. So popping wise, um, Mountain bike radio or the other stuff? Well, I just mean, so this
1: is like a little more personal, Ben. Like, when, when does it, when does you hit that first wall of like, this is too much?
0: Well, I think before talking about like too much, I think it's, um, you know, you, as anybody who does anything on the, you know, on their own, small business wise, like you, you kind of take every win that you can and, you know the first first couple wins. I would say you know back you guys were doing a show for a while, and it was one fall. Uh, maybe it was right around the time our daughter was born. She's like three and a half. Some sometime around that, I think that fall, I was you know I I'd had the idea of having several shows because I always liked the I always liked the sports networks, right? So if you go to ESPN, uh, the audio. It was like ESPN audio at the time. I think, <laughs> uh, they have all these different shows during the day, so you can listen to you know Mike and Mike in the morning, and then Colin Cowherd, and then you know, so they had all these. It was like a network, and then you go to like the other thing I I paid attention to and watch was Food Network. So you know, if you like one show, you go listen. You you know, you watch Alton Brown and you watch Bobby Flay, and then you tune out the rest of the day and you watch. You know what I mean? So it's like a collection of all these different shows, and I thought. How cool would it be? I, and I had this idea for probably six months a year, just stewing in my head of how cool would it be to do this, and then you start digging around and like, man, there's nothing out there, you know, like in the audio realm, there's just nothing out there, and why aren't people doing this and it turns out that it's hard that's why people aren't doing it. it's because it's freaking like you know you have a million things going on all over the place to keep it going and so I guess the first You know the first big, the first point that kind of hit me that I knew what I what I was doing was kind of on the right path was Mark at the Last Aid Station had sent me a message and said, "Hey, I want to talk. Like I've listened since XXC, I've followed you, I've been listening to shows. I have an idea." And his idea was to put together the show that's the Last Aid Station. And then, you know, that happened again. The next, I think it was like the next year at Christmas, like Christmas Eve, I got a message uh, from Drew at Trailcast. Same thing. Like, Hey, I've, you know, I've been following along. I have this idea. Like, what do you think? And here I am talking to Drew on, I don't know, it was Christmas Eve or Christmas. I, cause I called him. I said, Hey, can I call you right now? And uh, cause at that point I wasn't going to tell him I was all excited, but I mean like somebody just contacted me to do another show. Like, uh, absolutely. Um, So those are two points where I knew where where it was like, you know, it's validation that I was doing something right. You know, the, the numbers weren't huge. You know, if we hit a thousand downloads in a day, it was a big deal, like a huge deal, which now that's, I mean, if we don't get a thousand downloads by seven in the morning, it's something, you know, what's, what's going on. But, so that was kind of validation. I was on the right path. Right. So at that point, my focus was, okay, I just have to do more. (laughs) You know, I, Early on, you never, you've never learned to say no, really. So it's like, what can I do more, 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 right? Uh, so I guess the first point where I hit that plateau of, man, I really can't do this by myself was, uh, mountain bike radio was kind of cruising along the way I wanted it to, you know, to be at that point, obviously needed a lot of fixes, but it was, it was, I could sit back and say, all right, this is cool. All right. I'm happy for the day. Um, was one night, it was during the summer, really late, like two in the morning, and I'm up fixing ridinggravel.com. And I'm trying to like, you know, get, you know, cause I chime in on the forum cause at early on in the forum, you kind of want to stoke the fire sometimes. So you want to keep discussions going or like answer questions or just make sure that you have a presence constantly. So people know that it's like moving, you know, and I was up really late and. People were asking. I had a couple emails to answer about riding gravel. Like, hey, what about this event? And this event, can you post something? You know, can we get it on the forum? And I'm like, man, you know, Gravel Grinder News has this whole calendar. Just contact him, whatever. And I kept thinking, man, what is the future of me doing riding gravel? Like, am I just gonna keep doing this forum? It like, it's not feeding into Mount Bike Radio. It's not like getting me money. I mean, it's got some traffic, but it's not a whole lot. Like, what am I gonna do? I mean, there's gravel grinder news guitar. Ted is like the guy, you know, and I've done, and you know, I should say that I've done some work previous to that uh, with guitar Ted too. So we had done a couple shows, like we had worked behind the scenes on a few things. Um, So we knew each other, we've worked with each other. And um, so that one night I I just said, you know what, if there's going to be a future in this, I need to, I need to do something. And so I just kind of sat there and stared and I was like, man, what, I just don't want to do this anymore. What am I going to do? Cause I can't just start a new calendar. Cause then I'm, you know, being a dick and take, you know, walking on guitar Ted's feet. And I certainly don't want to do that. It's just stupid. And, uh, so that next morning I sent him a message. I said, Hey Mark, can I give you a call? And he's like, yeah, sure. So then that morning I said, Hey, I have an idea. like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to stay up late working on riding gravel. It's taken away from life, you know, and I'm not getting anything out of it and looking down the road a couple of years, you know, we're just going to be, I don't want to tippy toe around what you're doing because you do a lot of good stuff and it's just, it's pointless. And I said, do you just want to partner up fifty fifty? 50, you know, we can decide if we want to keep riding gravel or gravel grinder news or however we want to work it. But I you want to be my business partner 50-50 on some gravel. You know, we'll do this forum. We'll do your calendar. You can do reviews. You don't have to worry about behind the scenes. You just do what you do. I'll do what I do. We'll work together and the stuff that we both like doing. And uh that was it. He's like, I'm in. And at that point, I realized how good it was to have somebody... To to be working with somebody that like knew, you know, first of all, he had a huge presence. He's been blogging daily for eight years and to have, you know, somebody like that just gives the site instant credibility and it, it made it so like all those ideas I had and all things, it was like, okay, now we can do something with it. So yeah, that was, that was the big plateau was that week. I was like, I came to that point of like, man, I, I have to get somebody involved or I'm just going to close this site. And thank God that he said yes. (laughs) Because I don't know. It would have been one of those things looking back like, man, that was that was cool. But now it's something that's kind of ongoing. So that was the first big one. So what was the. I mean,
1: we're. You're trucking along here. At what point? And I mean, maybe to just like take the cat out of the bag like you're. So starting in May, I'm going to work with you full time what, what made that happen? Like what little things along the way made you like get to the point where you think that's a good idea.
0: The biggest thing for me all along, you know, since I started the membership thing, I don't know, what's it been probably two and a half years. I don't know. I should ask Frank, Frank, Frank was the first member. I owe him uh, a lot because that, you know, that first time when you put it out there and somebody signs up is, is a big deal. So, um, but is he member one? He is member number one. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And he's been a, you know, one of the biggest supporters of mountain bike radio, you know, all along. So for that, it's that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I feel that way to this day with members. Every time I see an email come in with somebody that's, you know, either sustaining, you know, like monthly type of member or, a, a, you know, a new one, it's like, man, really? Like, this is cool. So, t- you know, two and a half years. And in the process, the, the membership deal it has always been the thing that's kind of on the front of my mind because it, my my main focus is to, you know, a lot of times you get stuck in the focus being for ads, right? Again, you do any website, it's like, well, how am I going to get money? And then it becomes like, well, how am I going to make the ad people happy? And that's all my focus has always been, how do I make the customer or how do I make the listeners happy? Because at the end of the day, they're only ones that matter. If There's no listeners. It doesn't, there's nothing you could do to, to, you know, to sell ads to begin with. And second of all, there's just, it doesn't matter. You're talking to Eric. Um, but the, The point I'm trying to make with the members is I've known it for a while that it becomes something that's hard to manage. You get get a lot of people, and my fear is I start forgetting things. I start missing things. I start, you know, when you start forgetting members or forgetting their names and, oh, yeah, you know, you have to remind yourself different ways – that's the key to me. That you know, I need to get somebody else involved because uh, you know they need to be. That whole process needs to continually be improved and up to speed. That's that's my my big concern. Is those paying members that are taking their time, supporting the show, telling their friends, like taking interest enough to like get involved and put their money there. That I need to make sure that they're getting what they want and what they deserve and, you know, constantly improving that. And I just don't think, I think it can be a lot better. And I just don't have the capacity to do all the things that I want that I know can happen, that I know, that I know would be helpful for them that they don't even, you know, I haven't received feedback from somebody saying, Hey, can you do this? Or can you provide this? Or can you, uh, you name it in the, for members, Nobody's asked me, nobody's saying anything, but I know that there's things like I'm, you know, in my head ideas that need to happen. So just on that alone, I know that I need help beyond, you know, beyond myself, if not for the time, but for the ideas to like, you know, because I have this, you know, rough sketch in my head. But, you know, those ideas are need to be refined by some people who have different experiences. You know, it can't just be all me all the time. That just doesn't work. So that was that was the big one. Um, you know, and then just little things all the way around. You know, every time, you know, I sell like a t shirt and it's not in inventory, you know, and then I have to it's painful. This is the most painful thing is to send somebody an email saying, Hey, you know, I'm really sorry that it was out of stock. Like Here are the options. I can refund you the money. I'll send you a different one or we can wait until, you know, I get some other ones in. And then I have to write it down. I have to, you know, cause I want to follow through, but I have to write it down get the order. Like I have to make it good. And it's just, it takes so much time when really, you know, I I just should have been paying more attention to the inventory. But if I'm posting shows and like trying to work on other shows and trying to do QuickBooks and, you know budget and figure out, you know, all this other stuff, it's just not going to happen. And if I don't do, you know, if I don't take time to do QuickBooks, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, I, I can't get a handle on my expenses. I can't get a handle on the income. It, it just becomes a big mess. So, you know, that side of things is very important to keep it an ongoing thing too. Um So I can't just, you know, in the past, I've kind of just ignored it and then it just becomes a big mess. And then, you know. Uh, so little things, that thing, I, 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 if I were to pick one thing, two things would be the member thing I talked about. And those emails with the missing inventory, they drive me crazy. They drive me crazy.
1: So you just want to be able to like make things essentially, I mean, what you just summed up is you just want it to be smoother.
0: I want it to be smoother and I've always had the idea that I want to just wake up in the morning, you know, do, do a few things and then, you know, get, you know, if it was you, for example, you know, I wake up in the morning do a few things, whatever. And they say, okay, what time am I scheduled with? You know, let's just pick an example. Gary Crandall. What time am I, was that 10 or 930? And you say, it's 930. We got set up. Um, you know, we, we got the ant, you know, we got some questions together and then I record and that show is posted and I don't have to worry about it. So I can spend time talking about, you know, maybe, you know, on the phone with another guy that, you know, I'd be interviewing again or some, you know, the, there was one woman on IMBA or on the Nike movie that I wanted to uh, interview that I saw recently, but it would be like, Hey, I give her a call and talk to her a little bit, you know, maybe go meet somebody for, you know that's local for like a, you know, for lunch or something, uh, kind of do some of the higher up stuff and do some, you know, like spend time, you know, doing some budgeting, maybe spend some time on my events, you know, like just have the, have the aspects that I, all the nitty gritty stuff that I really shouldn't be spending time on just taken care of so I can like look bigger picture because that's why I do well is like bigger picture stuff where I know where it needs to go. I, you know, I, that I know needs to be, you know, I know things need to be filled in under certain columns, but I just don't have the mental, if anything, it's time, but two, it's mental capacity to like, just sit there and think, which I need. So you
1: you want to, I mean, it sounds like you just want to work a regular day.
0: Well, it's not even that I'm fine with working. You know, if I have to work all day and all night, I don't really care, but I, I just want to have things, to the point where I don't have to, I don't have to spend time on. Basically, I just don't have to spend time on stuff I shouldn't be spending time on. I I've always had the idea that I just want to have, like, if it's me or if it's a few people, you know, discussion. But you know, I always, I always looked at Joe Rogan. Like he just sits down, he does his show, like talks for three hours with somebody about whatever every day, and the shit's just posted later in the day. He doesn't have to worry about all that. He just gets on and asks questions and talks and like, you know, here I am doing these interviews. And meanwhile, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, so how do I make this, you know, I just want to get on and talk to these people like we did with Gary. We did this interview with Gary Crandall, who's the guy behind the Schwamigan 40. He's a race director. He's been, he started, you know, he's one of the guys that was kind of created it. Another guy started, but he was there from the beginning. And, uh, you know, we just sat down and just talked like I want to be able to do that every day, but not like spend time scheduling and spending time following up with emails and spending, you know, because my time beyond that is spent doing other stuff better and bigger picture.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, when I say normal day, I mean like a normal day, not in the sense of like, oh, well, I'm going to work from nine to five today, Meh. but more <laughs> like yeah. you're going to do something. And then you're going to do something else and you're not going to have to worry about like 25 little like piddly things that any careful person could do. You just need someone to do them. You need someone to order more bottle openers so you can sell bottle openers, not schedule a show with Kelly and record a show with Kelly and then. Post the show for Kelly and order bottle openers and receive the package and then deal with the fact that 24 were missing because the box was all ripped open. And then, you know, like just yeah. all those little snowball things that happen over the course of a day. That's what I mean is like a little bit of delegation, a little bit of like, Hey, scan all these receipts into QuickBooks and I'll code them in the morning. And then like you have coffee, code them mm-hmm. and do your interview and then proof the recordings from yesterday and they're published.
0: Yeah. Any, something like, like that, you know, know? And, normal day stuff. Yeah. And that, you know, that comes with right now my schedule with kids, like for new listeners, uh, old listeners have probably heard the story over and over, but you know, we have two little kids and I, I'm actually, I saw some discussion on Facebook about how much people paid for daycare. And I was, I gave myself a little mental pat on the back. Cause I was like, yeah, in 2017, we didn't spend $1 on daycare, you know? So that's going to change once they start going to school. I'll be able to like have kind of a daily thing instead of staying up all night, you know. Um, so that'll probably change things, you know. Once the once fall rolls around too, uh, but you know, in other well, things just the too- quality of the things that you'll
1: do. I mean, you know, going to sleep is really good for you, you know. So <laughs> the quality of things that you'll be able to accomplish while you're awake, not only are you going to be awake and uninterrupted, but awake, uninterrupted, and rested. You know, yeah. like it's yeah. gonna be good.
0: Yeah, and and you don't resent things as much either. You know, like like right now, it's not that I don't like doing work, but you know, when when my time to think is like from you know nine o'clock until three o'clock, and to like do like really thoughtful stuff, like and you're tired, the last thing you want to do is be posting a show because it sucks like you have to do it and you're doing it really late and you you just you, you want one night where you can you know sit down and do nothing <laughs> like just you know like uh anything just watch a show that you wanted to watch for the last 3 months you know or like or, have
1: a a beer and like fall asleep on the couch
0: yeah which yeah exactly so sometimes you get to start to resent different things and uh it's not you know you you sleep in, take a couple days off or whatever and you realize that, uh, you know, you still like doing it. It's just the fact that it was like three o'clock in the morning. You just don't want to do it, you know? Um, so the other thing I was going to say with, uh, you know, work, you said working a regular day, the other thing I want to be able to do is to, you know, you mentioned the bottle openers. Like I've been for some of you, you know, I've been like doing blasting cups and like, you know, stainless steel stuff and uh, basically etching glass and stainless steel and all those different designs. You know, I've had several custom orders, uh, several reorders from people. Uh, But with that, like, I like doing that. Like, I like coming up with ideas and then doing those. So like, my time probably isn't best spent, like, you know, actually blasting the cup, but I like doing it. It's something that, like, that brings out my creativity. So in that aspect it's something that I should, maybe I shouldn't spend all day doing it, but I should spend some of the day doing it because I come up with a lot of different ideas that way. So things like that, I need to, I need to spend more time, you know, doing, doing that kind of thing, because that's really, you know, if I wouldn't have the creativity to begin with mountain bike radio, would have never happened. You know, that came out of like just sitting there, you know, doing what I do and just let my brain do what it does. So I need to do more of that because I I think, you know, at the end of the day, mountain bike radio that, you know, whether, whether I'm the one that's really in the day to day or I'm just, you know, like making decisions and letting, you know, like, let's say you're doing like all the, you know, all the grunt work, right? and I'm doing the the bigger picture stuff, I, I, I need to keep that creativity. Whether we get some, somebody else involved that's like master marketer, master salesman, or master creative person, uh, I think at the end of the day, I you know, part of what's going to drive it into who knows where, right? Who knows where this is all going to be in three years, uh, will be my creativity. So if I don't really let that work with all of this, I think that I'm not doing myself any good cool man. I feel like I've been talking straight for like an hour probably an hour
1: that's good I mean you you know I think that that's something that I've often felt was uh or has been and hopefully will not be as much of an untapped potential um over the next year is i mean you you're a really good storyteller and you're really good at like remembering all the small details you're like oh well so and so sent me a message on christmas eve and i was like can i call you right now like you remembered exactly like the day you know um
0: oh yeah we like that kind my, of stuff. we're at my parents house and i i actually was working that morning at starbucks in back in wisconsin my parents uh, i went to starbucks in the morning so i could be alone and as i was leaving i got the email and i got back to my parents and I told Amy, I'm like, man, I, I have to, t- I have to call this guy. <laughs> I was all excited. Uh, cause it was one of those ideas, you know, that the whole trail trail cast idea was something that I had, you know, cause I have certain things in the back of my head, like this would make a good, a good topic or a good series or a good show, you know? So when he told me the trail building aspect of things uh, I was all pumped. So I got back to my parents, I told Amy and then, you know, I went off in my, my childhood room and I was talking to drew uh, about that. So I just can't remember the year I have to dig on that one, but yeah. So anyhow. Cool.
1: Um, and so what else do we need to cover? I mean, well,
0: I, I think the whole point was to give people an idea of, you know, how, how it got to the point where, you know, how is Matt going to come work full time in Hayward for the summer? Like, how do you go from just doing it on yourself to like, okay, now I have an employee. Right. I mean, financially, obviously is a big deal. Uh, so that's possible because of members. I mean, that's, I mean, we do some advertising and you've heard it, you've heard Epic Rides, which those guys are, you know, they've been fantastic since probably four years ago. Um, But a bulk of it comes from those people that are members because A, they they contribute money. B, I know a lot of them shop through the Amazon link because they tell me, (laughs) you know, and then C, they tell their friend, they're like a walking marketing company because they're telling everybody. I don't even have to ask them. Like they're, they ask me if they can put mountain bike radios logo on their stuff, you know? So I, at the end of the day, like that, that kind of thing makes it possible to say, Hey, yeah, you know what? Like all these things I wanted to do, you know, it makes sense to have somebody else, you know, there doing it.
1: So do you think that we're going to do, This is something that's going to get you in trouble. I'm sure 25% more
0: or. (laughs) Oh, so you're, you're committing me to doing more. People are just going to expect more
1: Um, or no, no, you didn't let me finish. Are we going to do 25% more or 50% more? Or are we going to do 25 to 50% better? I would say it's both. Because Like 15 of both?
0: Well, no. I would say if you add us both together, it's like three people.
1: Well, I would say that, I mean, maybe, I mean, this isn't to, I didn't like cook this up so I could talk about myself, but like, you know, it's really hard for me. I don't have kids, but I have, and I'm not saying that Ben doesn't like work more, than probably what I do at my regular job and what I do for mountain bike radio. But, like, it's a really hard balance to find where I'm, like, standing in a bike shop saying, man, I wish I could be at home working on this. (laughs) But then, like, by the time I get home, I'm just blown out from standing at the bike shop all day, you know, and, and kind of vice versa. It's like this sort of vicious cycle. So, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, like, When I spent, you know, we spent two weeks together this year already, like two one-week time periods, and, you know, it was really good. Like, I felt it was like a lot, each of those times was pretty, pretty mellow, you could say, but I was also like, it was still really easy to get in a groove, because that's all I had to think about, all I had to worry about, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely like, but I just, I don't know, I'm I'm just curious if you think we're going to do more? Or are going to do better or both. I mean, do you think that
0: my, my like, focus is to do better? My number one focus is to do better.
1: Would you, but is it to do better as in like moving forward or to like go back through time kind no, of and like
0: definitely moving forward?
1: Well, but I was going to say like, I'm sure you have this thousand item list and just start cleaning all those things up before we start embarking on new ideas.
0: Uh, no, it'll be both, I guess.
1: Like, but intermixed with, before you dive headfirst into your new ideas list, like cleaning up, you know, this little thing and that little thing and taking care of all these little things along the way.
0: Well, I'll see, I say both because it'll be like where I had, where I say, Matt, this is important. This is what we need to clean up at the same time. (laughs) You know, the next day or the end of the week, I'm going to say, hey, this idea, like, let's, this is something I want to get going, right? So at the same time that you're, that you're, you may be cleaning something up or we may be cleaning something up, you know, I, at that point, I'll have something kind of cooking or new. I would say, I would say at the end of the day, though, it' better.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's like you, like you said, or not like you said, uh, like a great example would be what happened a while back. We Kenny dropped his – one of his best one-liners to date. Is West Virginia even a state? And then you cooked up a shirt idea, and then there was like a mass shooting in West Virginia like that week. Yeah, it was – You know, so it's like it bad. the timing was great, but then it wasn't, you know? Right, yeah, I know. So – I mean, yeah, there definitely has to be flexibility and everything, but, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, I'm just kind here's, of rambling at this no, point. No,
0: here's a perfect example. For years, I've, I've wanted to put together, like, basically what would be a year review of Just Running Along. So for, let's say, five bucks, you buy audio download, and it's hour of, like, snippet or one-line, Kenny's one-liners, or not even an hour long, let's say half an hour of all these snippets pulled together from all the shows and just running along for the year. That's it. Like I could never get to that point of having the time to like, to go back and listen and cut out and just compile all that data to make that one piece happen. How cool would it be? I, I don't know price. It could be a $2. It would be free for members. That's all I know. Um, but, but the other thing, be?
1: too, is it wouldn't be, and I would argue there that $2 would be for such and such, you know?
0: What do you mean, such and such? Oh,
1: would that $2 go in your pocket, or would it go to Nike, or would it go to, you know, oh, the children's like, hospital?
0: Well, no, because, man, this is a whole separate topic that I don't know if I was listening to. uh it was a Gary Vaynerchuk discussion about donations, No, I mean, that's, you know, to be pretty honest, like that's going in my pocket because I need to like mountain bike radio is a business to sustain this and keep it going and making this happen over the last five years. I've treated it nothing but a business. That's the only way it's going to happen. If I have more money, it's like losing weight. If I eat more food than I use, I'm probably going to gain weight, right? And if I eat less than I use, I'm probably going to lose weight. You know what happens when you make less money than you than you spend? You don't have any more money left and you can't keep doing it. The fact that I'm like <laughs> that I'm a <laughs> the fact this is the thing that always gets me because I put on a bunch of trail a bunch of events. The Fat Bike Frozen 40 is now mine. All the trail runs, the whole grid events thing I put on, and that's always a question is well, what are you donating the money to? And because people I'm not I don't put myself out there as a non a not pro, non not-for-profit organization so people just assume that i don't give money right and that that's a terrible assumption because there's a lot of not-for-profits that are just that it's more of a it's a tax uh you're distinguished as a not-for-profit for for tax purposes so you follow different rules and all this kind of stuff but you know that that becomes a marketing tool for a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of not for profits that are that are perfect. They they do, they they give a ton of money, they're set up, their intentions are great. And that is probably a majority of them. But there's a lot of people that use that as a marketing tool, and that's not what it's for. And that gives a lot of people who do give money regularly, it gives them a bad name. If, if, and they're a for profit company, it gives them a bad name because you have no idea how much of those other people are giving money. They just don't, they don't market it like a not-for-profit does, right? Because they just, they don't.
1: Right, and often, you know, it's overlooked all the in-kind donations and things that people give all the time. Like, I I worked at a sign company, and the number of in-kind donations we did was, I don't want to say out amazing, but, you know, the reality is when everything goes well and we don't screw anything up making a banner, it costs us nothing. But, if we do screw it up, then it costs us a bunch because we have to keep doing it until we get it right, you know. But for them, them getting a banner without having to spend out of pocket was huge.
0: Yeah, so. and, and you know, if I send, you know, like for uh, Canva, they had their fundraiser after the Fat Bike Berkey. I sent a box to to them that was probably six hundred dollars worth of stuff, and then the Turkey Burner, uh, a Fat Bike ride up in northern Minnesota in uh, just after Thanksgiving. I sent them, you know, I, I gave them, I don't even know what it was. They, uh, he cooked up some, uh, uh, a poster for it. And I sent some money for, get that going. But the, I sent him a box, a whole bunch of stuff. I just, whatever, what do you need? You know? So when it comes to like donations and that kind of stuff, I, you know, nobody, I, I put it on a Facebook maybe two months ago or a month and a half ago or a month ago that, you know, I, I kind of decided this is a big deal to me. Uh, I kinda of decided that I was gonna give like I needed to kind of change my focus to things. And one way I don't know if I heard it on a podcast or something, but just start people start giving money and I so what I did is I committed to every day giving away some money. So whether it's five dollars, ten dollars, but just make it like a minimum of five bucks. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be every day. If it's like twenty dollars one day and I skip some days and give twenty five, you know, five days later but at the end of the day I want to try to even it out and be 5 bucks a day worth. You know, so at the end of the year I can look back at QuickBooks and say, "Wow, there's like $1600 that I gave, you know, away at at a minimum." Um what happened and I put this out on Facebook because I just wanted people to like to to give a, you know, say, "Hey, I'm doing this and just consider doing it." If if you don't want to give cash, just like Leave a good review on a somebody's Facebook page. Just leave something good. Let them know like that they're uh you know, send somebody an email and say you appreciate that uh you're putting out a podcast. Whatever, whatever it may be, just do that. But this is what I'm doing and I encourage you to do it. And what I found, I didn't really think of this and I didn't really think that this was gonna happen, but I started looking for people that are doing good things and mostly in the mountain bike community. I did some stuff from grid events to like some trail running groups and stuff. Uh, but what I found is every day now I start looking for people that are doing good things to give them something. I'm actively thinking like, man, I got to look around today. It's like 11 o'clock at night. And I didn't give anything today for the last couple of days. Like I, you know, so I start looking for people that I know and then i then i like well you know they they do a lot of work with this trail group for example so then i you know i'll give money to that trail group but you what happens is your mindset turns from man you know like can i sell another t-shirt for example to you start looking for people doing good things and that has changed the way i look at things way more than i ever anticipated Completely, I, I actually can't believe how much has changed how much I look at things. It, just $5, you know? So when somebody asked me if if I'm going to take their money and give it to somebody, you know, if I'm raising money for, let's say, Nika, you know, like if am I going to sell it $2 download for Nika? Huh, you know what? I If I already gave them something, then no, I'm not. I'm going to take those $2 and if you spent all your time putting it together, You're getting paid. Andrew's getting paid. Kenny's getting paid. You know something like that. There's not, you know, I'm I'm putting it back in the company whether it's you know you guys or me to pay for whatever expenses or you know what if I want to take fifty bucks and like put it in the gas so we could you know one of us could go somewhere for the weekend whatever uh, you know like a an event or something like that. Uh, Yeah,
1: like say run down to a war's race.
0: Yeah, and God forbid, at the end of the week or the end of the month or the end of the year, I can write myself a little check. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't make a whole lot of money at this point in my life. Uh, I mean, it's obviously growing with all the stuff I have going, but at the same time, it's not like you know, I don't, I don't check into work. This is this is like this for any small business owners. Like, you, you don't check into work and then you know, in two weeks that you're gonna get your paycheck that at the end of the year you're gonna make seventy five thousand dollars. It's like, man, if I can get two grand, you know, over the next couple of weeks and then plan out where I'm gonna get the next couple grand and then where I'm gonna get the next couple grand and then what I'm gonna do in, you know, it's April now. What am I gonna do in June for money? Right? How how am I gonna keep this thing going and how am I gonna keep it going more to the point where I'm I'm providing people more and now I can like maybe eat <laughs> or you know what I I wanted I've been wanting to buy, you know, uh I don't even know or even more like how how am I going to fund the other the other aspect of the giving thing is the other part is okay so I got if I'm going to give them five dollars or ten dollars a day how am i going to finance that for the whole year where am i going to get the extra money you know so there's all those things that go into it you know and looking at it from a, a business perspective there's just a lot of things that go into it so when somebody asked me like what are you donating that to uh it's a hard answer because a lot of times they don't want to hear the truth uh, they just want to make themselves uh, you know i feel like a lot of times it's like They, I don't know. I, I just feel like I get a bad rap for wanting to make money. And I don't think that's fair because I'm providing, at the end of the day, I'm providing, I'm trying to provide the best service I can to make a valuable product for people. And hopefully it all works out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was a 10 minute bin rant on.
0: Well, it, it's a really important thing. It, it's really, you know, when it comes down to it, It's a fundamental aspect of just doing a business, especially a business that involves, you know, mountain bike radio wise, it's, it's a recreational thing. It's not like, uh, you know, like the oil chain shop, right? That you have to go there.
1: You're not selling milk and eggs.
0: Yeah. I'm not selling milk and eggs. This is all people's extra money. And uh, I don't know it has to be extra good. So is that, I think, I think that answers that question.
1: I think that over answers <laughs> it. Yeah, for sure.
0: I, I know. I, like I said, I've been talking a lot for like an hour and 15 minutes, but uh, this is stuff that people will never hear
1: otherwise. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, no one would have ever heard this. They wouldn't know. I mean, I think it's good, though, that people, like, know your thoughts on that because, you know, you look at something the size of, like, the Walmart, you know, the Walton Foundation gives away a lot of money, but they make a lot more. You know, like, um, it's like when Oprah gives away, like, $400,000, you're like, cool. Like, and you can go and look it up, and it'd be like, if I gave away, like, you know, a day's pay, it's like, cool, so... I gave away like a hundred bucks. Like it's really not newsworthy. I mean, it is cause it's $400,000, but at the same time, relatively speaking, she didn't put herself out, you know?
0: Yeah. And to be fair too, you don't know how much other money she's donating. You know, you just see the, like the televised one Every, here, you get a car, you get a car, but in the background, she's probably donating just a massive amount in other places too, that she doesn't publicly put out there. You know, and the right. other thing, And I get this, you know, like I said with the events and you brought up the thing about Mountain Bike Radio giving, you know, proceeds away to whatever. I don't walk into somebody's workplace, into their cube, walk up to them and say, hey, you got paid today. How much of that are you giving away? You don't do that. It's like you you probably help out. You probably volunteer. You probably give money. Good for you. Take your money, go home, and you figure out what you're going to do with it.
1: Well, good. Um, what else do we need to cover or should we let people's ears? Well, I guess they're still, we still have to tack on what Andrew and I recorded, but
0: well, let's, let's let their, let's let that stew. And if they have any questions or thoughts, send me an email. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people out there that are new to doing their own business or they've been thinking about doing their own business or, you know, they're in the process and want to know what, what to do. It's, You know, we'll we'll save the discussion of like the, I don't know, maybe the steps and things to consider and like you know late nights and what's your worst, you know, horror story or whatever. But here's my point: if you have any questions, maybe you're thinking about starting something up, or you have started something up and maybe you've been thinking about even podcast-wise, I can, I can answer a lot of questions and get you started in the right way you know whether it's cycling related or some other random podcast that you know there's a ton out there that are good. Uh, I I'm definitely open I can help out and answer questions.
1: Yeah, like today I called Phil Gaiman and gave him podcasting tips, you know.
0: And now the audience is awesome.
1: This is a guy that can pedal uphill. You know, he's raced uh Perry Bay and I was able to give him some some tips, you know, but Playing to my strength, he can tell me how to pedal, and I can tell him how to make an at-home recording booth out of a chair and a bunch of towels.
0: So, with that, uh what made you reach out to him? Um, like, I, I know the specific reason. I mean, the audio was. Oh, you, but you what made be, like? What made you instead of doing what most people probably would do is just say that the audio's crap you know, maybe send it to their buddy and say, Hey, this is good, but the audio is crappy. Or a lot of people might put a bad review, say this is good content, but his audio is crappy. What made you be the person to like reach out to him and say, Hey, Phil, I've been listening to the show. I know you need some help on the audio. Can I just give you a call?
1: Um. So it's the, the, the Matt chain of events in my head. Uh, I listen to Stuff You Should Know, and it's a really interesting podcast. Uh, I think it's Chuck and Jeff. Jeff and Chuck. God, I'm terrible <laughs> with people's names, so it doesn't matter, but they're really good. And it is light science with heavy banter. Um, very JRA-esque. Um, they, got, they have a, a producer for each one of their shows. And it's really interesting that the Dirt Rag guys or crew picked stuff you should know, and in JRA were like in the same, or Mount Bike Radio JRA were in the same little Tripod lineup. You know, Tripod. The month of May was Tripod. You should tell people to listen to podcasts. Doesn't matter what. Just you know, if you haven't, if you listen to Mount Bike Radio, and you have an uncle that's really into you know, if he really loves MMA, then tell him that that dude from MMA has a podcast called The Joe Rogan Experience and let your uncle start listening to the Joe Rogan podcast or, you know, whatever. Just find something that, you know, plays to someone you know's interest and turn them on to it. Um, and it was really cool that I like was in that lineup, but I was like, man, I just don't feel like I'm on the same level. And then I was really thinking, um, uh, Phil Gaiman has a, uh, YouTube show this season where he's trying to go out and take KOMs from dopers. And
0: what's that guy's name?
1: Uh, the... Oh, uh, Larry Thorinson or Thornsson Squatch or some shit. Yeah. It's some guy that makes bespoke cycling shorts and yeah, he's a, he's a dope yeah, to the so gills.
0: He... <laughs> anyways, so um, these, these KOMs, but
1: from... like Chris Horner, Tom Danielson, like, I mean, it's not just all dopers. Well, I mean, anyways, um, <laughs> And I was like, man, you know, like I don't really feel like I'm at the same level as those guys, like the stuff you should know, crew. But I know so much more than Phil knows because he's made like a dozen episodes. Mm-hmm. So I went to PhilTheThrill.net, uh, which is his website that he's had for forever, and it's really evolved. Uh, he's a dude that kind of made it to the pros late in life. And he's from Georgia. I'm from Memphis. So like, I kind of feel like he's a good old Southern boy trying to do right and race bikes fast. And it, it just, you know, he has a clean tattoo. Um, like all that stuff together. I was like, man, I've just seen him grow. I can help him grow today. And I went to his website. I found his contact form. I submitted it like a normal guy. And I was like, look, man, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just want to like shoot you some tips on how to, you can, like change a couple of things pretty easily and maybe like improve your audio quality and emails you back. I don't really have a big budget, but I'll be in the car this time. And I emailed him back and I was like, cool. Um, we'll talk tomorrow. And I like called him and we talked for like 10 minutes and you know, it was, it's kind of cool. Um, he was actually thankful because i just shared with him you know, a little nugget of information that's pretty easy to digest that will be helpful for him. Yeah. And I mean, that's the, you know, because I hope one day someone that loves JRA helps someone with something they can help with. Like, oh, man, JRA's helped me with this and this and this. And then they're like, man, I've gotten all this free information over the last you know, let's say they've listened for two years and then their neighbor is like trying to change a tire on their car and they help their neighbor change their car. You know, I hope it just like shares the goodness is pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. No, that's But that's good. how I've that's how I've lived for forever. You know, yep. um, just helping. You should always help people because like that stuff. I don't know how much. I mean, if you're a douchebag, you're just not going to get much in life. And if you're nice to people, occasionally it bites you in the ass. But like more often than not, it pays off in
0: dividends. Yeah. Okay, so you teased uh, your your and Andrea's special episode. What are you going to do? Put that, put that at the back of this one? Yeah, it'll be coming up next. Okay. So Be all this, smushed together. Yeah, be all smushed together. So listeners, if you've made it this far, we're going to smush it in there.
1: Like a sandwich, like a peanut butter sandwich, the last step when you squish it.
0: Do you put peanut butter on both sides and then put the jelly in the middle? Only if it's going on a bike ride.
1: Oh, okay. That's so you can make like a little pocket so the jelly doesn't get absorbed in the bread. Yeah. But Chris Plusco style, I definitely put butter on both sides and then peanut butter on one side, maybe on the other side, and then jelly. Wait, butter? Yeah, dude. You've never put butter on a peanut butter sandwich?
0: That's bad.
1: Wait, do you like buttered bread?
0: That's weird. Hold on, do That's you like really buttered bread? Really weird. Y- you yeah, didn't answer. The- I, yes, I haven't do had you like butter peanut butter bread bread sandwiches. in a long time.
1: Uh, yes. Can you imagine how good like it's like toast but better. You know, like a toasted peanut butter is good. So why wouldn't you make a buttered peanut butter? And also it's free calories. It's delicious calories.
0: No. It's weird.
1: No. Nah. I'll make you one. You'll like it.
0: <laughs> that's really odd. That would be like... Uh,
1: the easiest way to add like 120 calories to a sandwich. True.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Very true. But that's like saying, do you like pizza and ice cream? And saying yes to both, that you like both. And then putting the ice cream on the pizza. It just doesn't... Well, matter. no. No. It would be like
1: saying this... Um Let's take of a, a different example here. You're going to get the metaphor of the day. Um
0: putting butter on your pizza?
1: No. I mean, I'm sure that would be fine too cuz like greasy pizza is good. Yeah. Like buttered pizza probably wouldn't suck. Papa John's dipping sauce is like garlic butter. Mhm. Like true. So, um uh, I would say it's more like um if somebody's like, "Hey, do you like a ham sandwich with lettuce on it?" And you're like, well, of course. And they're like, do you like it when you have bell peppers in a salad? And you're like, well, yeah. And it's like, well, why don't you try putting bell peppers on your sandwich? It'll be really good. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's probably
0: good. Do you put butter on that then? I mean. Do you put peanut butter on that salad sandwich? N- no. I'm saying well, like, like the, families,
1: the families of flavors are already together. Like peanut butter is like oily and. Like savory and butter is like oily. It's honestly a little bit sweet. And then jelly is sweet. So it all just works together. Hmm. I think you're just mad because you've never thought of it. I've never thought of it because it's not a good idea. No, there's another sandwich that I make. That's a really terrible sounding thing that's really delicious.
0: Never has it occurred to me that this is why I've never thought about it. Because never have I looked in the refrigerator and thought, "Man, that butter and the peanut butter would probably be that much extra goodness."
1: But have you never made like hot toast, like toasted bread? Okay, have you ever made a toasted, like you know, you can make a grilled cheese?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you ever made a grilled peanut butter and honey?
0: Uh, no, but that's not a bad idea. That's good.
1: Well, see, it's it's like I mean, you're putting butter in that equation too, so the bread crisps, okay, you know, so it's the same thing. That's true. All right. Gotcha. See, I knew I could get you to come.
0: It sounds pretty good. Toasted, uh, grilled. All right. So listeners, what you were going to hear after this is kind of an, what, uh, I don't know, announcement, I guess, discussion. Yeah. Yeah. It's an addendum. Yes. That's what I was was thinking. Uh, So if you have any questions, comments, anything like that, Ben at mountainbikeradio.com or Matt at mountainbikeradio.com. And if you are looking for one, we talked a lot about, a lot about memberships and you can go to mountainbikeradio.com slash membership. But if you are looking for one thing that you can do that doesn't cost you any money, that's really easy is go to mountainbikeradio.com slash support MBR or the mountain bike radio homepage. There are two, those are two spots where you where you will find Amazon link. So what you do, that's our affiliate link. And this is to keep it really easy. You click on that link and you shop Amazon as usual. And there's a little code. We're tracking you and spying you. And, uh, yeah, everybody is, it's pretty bad, but, um, (laughs) we get credit for referring you over there and we get a little kickback. And that is if we have a thousand people doing that a month, I will hire. Two mats <laughs> oh God, so that'd be rough, that'd be really rough to handle uh, <laughs> uh but anyhow, so that's my point uh if you have any questions about that, send me an email, and I can get you going, and that's it, so Matt, and um, I don't know yeah, do you, do now you we have any more heard. you have any more questions or any uh thing that you want? to that kind of spurred your thoughts for something that we'll discuss on uh, the next one of these?
1: No, I think the next one, we're probably at this point, six, seven weeks out from real life. So I think the next one of these will be done, you know, where we're both on location. So
0: yeah, I have to close on a house first and move. We'll do it from Alonzo. We can do it from Alonzo. Yeah, really yeah. 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 So just check back. We'll come up. He'll, Matt will come up with some questions and we'll do this again. And if you have any feedback or things that you want to hear, hear us talk about uh, anything like that, just send us an email. That's it. So, and
1: now listen up stuff from us, us being Andrea. I say that because she's just happened to be sitting here while I was recording. <laughs> she hasn't said anything. So you don't know she's here. <laughs> okay. um, so us they, being Andrea and Matt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So thank you for listening, and uh, here's Andrea and Matt.
2: Hi, and welcome to a special uh, and exclusive members-only announcement hit-and-run episode of Just Riding Along. Uh, This is Andrea, and I'm here with Matt. We don't have Kenny here. Uh, He is on official Kenny business this week, doing whatever it is Kenny does when he's on official Kenny business.
1: Imagine the stig. That's Kenny. Yeah, The full face and all.
2: Yeah, so just imagine what the Stig would do on vacation. That's what Kenny's doing someplace.
1: I just imagine Kenny in a vat of barbecue sauce rolling around with like a thousand nuggets.
2: If you hear an explosion somewhere in the mountains, then you probably know where Kenny is. Uh, Anyway, so we are um, just recording this really short... um, We say
1: really short, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, But (laughs) the idea is that we're going to... We both are... Thankful for members and what Mount Mike Radio has offered us over the years. And we wanted to share some news with you guys first because the guys in the, the non-gendered sense um, of what's to come because you have in part made that possible. So
2: without further ado. Um, so as a lot of you know, I have been working at Republic Cycles in Boulder for the past um well, it's been at least a year now. Uh, it was Elevation Cycles, and I was working there then. Uh, same store, different owners, Republic Cycles. Um, definitely gotten to know a lot of people in the area. Um, I love it when those of you who listen come in and, you know, talk about the show and say you, you are entertained and all. Um, I am, however, moving on um, in May. At some time in the middle of the month, we haven't pinned down a date exactly yet. I am going to be moving to Salida, Colorado, and working at Absolute Bikes there. Um, Same thing, going to be a mechanic. Um, But it's going to be really, really awesome. Because if you've never been to Salida before, it's a super, it's a really special place. Like it's one of those places where someone just told me, you know, I used to, when I lived in Memphis, I would come on a, I would go on kind of a yearly pilgrimage, if you would, to Colorado to do some mountain bike racing um, in some form or fashion, you know, Brick Epic or I've done a Vapor Trail, which is a race out of Salida. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, someone just told me, they're like, oh, you should go to Salida and ride Monarch Crest. And it's, that is one of the really, really cool rides that you can do from Salida or with a shuttle from Salida because you, uh, you know, like absolute bikes. And there are other places that do shuttles, but um, people shuttle up to Monarch Pass and then they do the Monarch Crest Trail, which is a trail that's largely above Treeline. It's super unique, um, really fun, but there's a lot of other stuff there. Um, there's tons of mountain biking. Um, talking to Sean, one of the owners of Absolute Bikes, he, uh, you know, he said, I could give you a different 50-mile ride to do from Salida every day. So it's, it's one of those, like, just not totally um, well-known, but really, um, really, really cool mountain bike cities. It's tiny. Um, it's in the mountains, which is really something that, you know, I, I don't want, and this is what I told, um, I just yesterday told the people at Republic that I was going to be moving. I said, I'm not leaving this job because you guys are good employers and they are, uh, but the front range is super crowded. It's just, and I, I'm not a person that does well with a big density of people and just the fact that Salida is relatively close and, um, there's, you know, a cool bike shop to work in. Um, that's, that's definitely like, that's the kind of, that's the place for me. It's, it's, I'm moving places, not jobs.
1: And to clarify on the, the density that Andrea is talking about, it's not, I go to the trails and there's too many people, blah. It's like, it's like 20 minutes to go in and out of the grocery store. I think that's the thing that gets. Yeah, you more.
2: yeah. It's not. Tr- it's not trail user density. I can. I can deal with that. Okay, I'm okay with that. But yeah, it's. Um, it's most. It's traffic and it's commuting and it's. It's lots of stuff that has to do with like millions of freaking people living in a small place, and so you know I'm just more of a I'm more of a mountain and rural type of person than I am a, a city liking person. Uh, I grew up in Memphis, which is a big city, but it's. Also, not, um, it's not at the same time. So, you yeah, know, I'm moving to Salida and I'm super, super excited. Um, uh, what that means for our members and for other people that are listeners, um, absolute bikes. And I don't want this to sound like an absolute bikes ad, but they do some really cool shit. They have a demo and rental fleet that is all bikes. And this is a goal of theirs. That it's all bikes that you would want to own, like, Most of the bikes are better than probably a a lot of the bikes that our listeners have. Like they're super, they're nice, like carbon bikes with nice components and carbon parts. And like they have an awesome rental and demo fleet. Um, The people there are super nice and super caring. They have a lot of knowledge of all the local trails. Um, They're opening up a cafe next door. So it can be kind of your one-stop place to go, like when you want to come to Salida to do riding. Um, you know, they don't have, they don't have like, you know, a hotel there or anything, but you can, uh, you know, you basically, you can come to Absolute Bikes, you can rent a bike, you can, uh, book a shuttle, you can grab something to eat, get a coffee. Um, same thing in the morning when you come to, you know, like get your, pick up your bike and get on the shuttle. Um, you know, you, you can grab a bite to eat or when you drop your bike off, same thing. Like it's, it's just really, really neat. Like I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, you know it's it's a small town where you can just ride a bike everywhere and you don't have to like worry about like what roads can I ride on what roads can I not ride on um yeah i'm just uh, I'm super happy about it
1: so what what's the what's 2017 look like for you i mean obviously we've kind of prep this, but you're you're gonna be moving to Salida, you're going to be working for absolute bikes. So are you going to race your bike? Are you is there anything new on the race schedule and the race forecast that's coming up for you that's going to be interesting that might be um maybe a little bit interesting to our listeners. And maybe to let me back up here. Um What that means for you guys, Andrea, living in somewhere like Salida is you're going to have someone that you already know and you know the opinions of, and you're going to have someone there in a vacation destination. I mean, I understand that the Front Range is sort of, but Salida is much more a vacation destination than somewhere like Denver or Boulder would be. For the the average, kind of want something quiet, getaway mountain biker whether you're staying there a few days or you're making it a passer on a big trip. So
2: well, that it can be- definitely be a passer. Like it's the bike shop is literally it's I, I won't want to say literally cause I haven't measured it. If I had to guess, I would say that it is less than a mile from where the continental divide bike route goes by Salida.
1: It's pretty close. It's so,
2: so close. Like it's, it's amazing. Like you it's yeah.
1: So Uh, With all that said, Andrea is still going to be doing some bike racing this year, so... Yes. um, Let's hear about your bike racing endeavors for 2017.
2: Um, So, along with new job, new place to live, uh, I have also got myself a team to race with this season, which is really exciting for me because...
1: Oh, she fancy.
2: (laughs) Um, really ever since I started mountain biking I've been kind of just doing it by myself you know I've been just going out and being like will you please sponsor me can I get some of your parts uh, hey look I like riding a single speed and that makes people want to buy your stuff and it it's worked out well in some uh, ways but other ways I was a little bit burnt out on that and so when I got the offer just kind of out of the blue um, I to To ride with, um, what seems like a very good group of people and a really like, from from a team manager standpoint, like someone who's really got their shit together, which is cool. Um, I'm going to be racing with the uh, with the Gates Carbon Drive team, so I'll be racing a spot rocker, uh, belt drive single speed. So I've got a pretty uh, ambitious race season planned out. Um. I'll be probably kicking it off at the Ridgeline Rampage uh, close here on the front range, um, but then quickly kind of moving on, I'm registered for the Gunnison Growler. Uh, some of the stuff around Salida and Crested Butte. Um, I really want to do the Firecracker race. I've been talking to one of my teammates about uh, possibly doing like a, a relay there. Uh, Breckenridge, um uh, you know, I definitely wrote on my race schedule the Mountain Revenge, which is um formerly the Montezuma's Revenge, an unfinishable
1: that's so st-
2: <laughs> a race st- that makes Matt angry.
1: If a race by definition isn't finishable, if you only measure a winner by how much they didn't fail, I don't consider <laughs> that to be a race. I consider that to be Like the mountain bike equivalent of a tough mutter, so (laughs) okay, I'm gonna drink the rest of my ten and a half percent beer now.
2: Um, I definitely, definitely am going to do the vapor trail. Well, I don't want to say definitely because stuff happens. Like, I mean, I could like break, have a compound fracture of my femur mid season and not race the rest of the season. But if all goes as planned, somewhat, I plan on doing the vapor trail 125 again. If you don't know what Vapor Trail is, uh, this is a race that is 125 miles, as the name sounds. Um, You leave Salida at 10 p.m. at night with a police escort out of town. Um, When you hit the gravel forest road, the escort leaves, and you are racing. Um, You hop on the Colorado Trail, then you climb over... Uh, it's like two or three different mountain passes, um, somewhere in there, the sun comes up and you're on the Monarch Crest Trail. Um, and if all goes as planned, you finish back in Salida sometime the next day. And it is, um, uh, I've done it once when I did it, I lived in Memphis and I was not acclimated to the altitude or the elevation. And I, um, I mean, I did it, but I kind of sucked at it. You know, I mean, you can only suck so much and still finish that race. So just if it's one of the very few races that you can say, if you finished this race, you're a fucking badass. Like I talked about it on another episode. Like if you have a vapor trail hat and another person with a vapor trail hat sees that, like you'll give each other the nod on the street. Like, you know, that person is fucking tough because not only does it take a ton of fitness, there are points in the race where you have the option to bail out and it's easy to bail out and you're freaking tired cuz you've been up all night and even if you hadn't been up all night the amount of riding you've done at that point the amount of climbing you've done and hike a bike it's just kicking your butt like it's just like you know just hitting your brain against your skull like telling you to stop so you know you if you finish the vapor trail race you're freaking awesome so i plan on doing that again i'm hoping to knock a little bit of time off my uh, previous finish, which was something like 17 hours or something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of my plan, my race season. Uh, I'll be doing a lot of single speed racing, um, and it's, it's going to be rad with the Gates Carbon Drive. You, they don't have a uh, – I don't think they have a full-on website, but they have a Facebook page, follow the uh, Gates Carbon Drive team, or Team Gates Carbon Drive, I think, is how their Facebook page is worded. Um, follow there, you'll see uh, me on there. Once I start racing, you'll see other people on the team. We've got some some uh, fast, other fast people. It's going to be awesome.
1: Well, cool. So, does that kind of sum up what twenty seventeen is going to look like for you and the the big changes for the the near future?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, come and visit me in Salida. It's going to be. It's gonna be really, really cool. Um, I hope I see some of our listeners there on vacation. I hope I see them, you know, there uh, riding the Continental Divide. I hope I see them there riding the Colorado Trail because that's not far away. You know, uh and you're always welcome. If you're doing those things and you're out on some kind of big adventure, just hit me up, you know, email me at the shop, call me at the shop and say, Hey, I'm gonna come through town. Um, you know, we'll we have a the shop's gonna. It has a history of helping people out um, who are doing those things. So, you know, staying late, shuttling, whatever it is, uh, you know, we're we're here for you.
1: All right. So I guess it's time for me to make my news announcement. This is something that's um, well, for me, uh, it's much more important that you guys hear this first as members because without you, it wouldn't have been possible. Uh, Starting in May, I'm going to be working for Mountain Bike Radio full-time. Ben's been putting in a, at this point, like four and a half year effort to get to the point where he has the ability to hire me for full-time. And something that that really stuck out to me that Ben told me a long time ago is when I started working with him part-time, I told him I really appreciate the opportunity and he told me that I was making the opportunity and that's something that I want to do moving forward is I want to continue to make the opportunity. So that's going to be more options, more, more everything for everyone involved with mountain bike radio. So if you're a listener and you're a supporter and you're someone that enjoys mountain bike radio, me coming on board is going to make it where more comes to you. And it's going to be one of those things where the people that have started with this and supported this from a long time back are going to say, yeah, this is like really catching steam. And and that's just the people that are newer are going to be like, man, this is this is really good because there has been some bad times. There's been some blog talk radio. I mean, that's <laughs> like we've, we've came a really, really we long way. We used to way. get prank
2: callers calling into blog talk radio.
1: Yeah, we've came a long way since then. And it's really cool. Um, I'm going to be going to Hayward and spending at least this summer with Ben. Uh, I'm, I'm calling it Mountain Bike Radio Boot Camp. Um, we're going to be together in Hayward, Wisconsin, and we're going to be covering all the big events in that area. Um, I have a pretty big plan to go to all the stuff in the local area and, and just be there, and we're going to try to put together some stuff in the Hayward Cable area and, of course, around all the big events that are in that area, we'll be there and we'll be on site. And it's just going to be a really cool experience. And I want to go from from you guys hearing me and you guys hearing both me and Ben through the different shows. I want you guys to go to giving us high fives and shaking hands and, you know, seeing each other in person. Because I've been to a couple of events where I've seen people that have listened. And it's just it, that's the next logical step is to start making some you know, like you're in person. We're actually touching. We, we're talking to we're talking to one another. I mean, wait, you
2: and Ben are touching, or you're touching the listeners?
1: I'm gonna touch.
2: <laughs> are both. you gonna touch the listeners? I'm gonna
1: touch Ben and the listeners. So, uh, I mean, just, you know, it's like when I say touching, I mean like we're there. We're talking about stuff. Talking
2: face to face.
1: Talking face to face. It's probably
2: safer than touching.
1: But it, you know, touching as in the sense of like, you know, it's just a lot more, and I. I know this is going to be interpreted wrongly, but it's a lot more intimate. You know, like we're going to be able to have a real conversation and we're going to be able to talk to one another. And then we'll you be get able to see
2: that Matt's not always just a ranting, you not know. Not
1: usually, no. I, it just happens to be that we record later in the evening and after a couple of beers, and, you know, I see stuff that's really annoying. I just let it out. But, you know, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's, uh, um, at an event or if it's on a ride or whatever, but we're going to be there and we're going to be doing stuff together. Touching listeners. We're going to be touching listeners and we're going to be really making um, some, some cool face-to-face impressions. And I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm really looking forward to the future opportunities and possibilities that that's going to bring. So that's my job announcement. And that's what that means for you guys in the near future is you guys are going to be able to get a lot different experience that is going to be able to be uh, transferred and transitioned forward to make things really, really smooth. Um, that's the reason that Ben and I spent a week together in Hayward earlier this year. Is we went up there, I checked out the area. We spent a week together, and I mean, we posted a show I think every day for like seven or nine days in a row. And that's, you know, we're not always going to have that volume of audio, but it's more of the, as stuff came in, stuff went out. As orders came in, orders went out. When emails came in, emails went out. You know, it's just going to well, be able...
2: Yeah, to because sp- right now you are currently working a 40-hour work week and doing a lot of that stuff. I mean, not all of it right now while you're doing a 40-hour work week, but you're basically working two jobs right now with mountain bike. Racing, yeah. And it just right?
1: feels, it just feels half assed because like my schedule is four on four tens followed by three off, you know? So on those four tens, I'm like struggling to get to the grocery store, you know, cause I'm commuting by bike and maybe I'm going to the grocery store at lunch and buying some stuff at the grocery store close to the shop. And then I'm putting it in a backpack and riding home with it. And then I'm cooking dinner and taking a shower and eating and trying to get to bed and get up and like, you know, rinse, repeat, do the same stuff the next day. And it's going to be one of those things where uh, it's the only thing that I have to do. And I don't mean have to do like it's a chore, but I don't have to. I've been going to work at the bike shop thinking about doing work for Mountain Bike Radio. And I'm going to be able to just work for Mountain Bike Radio and ride my bike and make those, again, face-to-face impressions with people. So I'm not going to have to worry about spending and touch them 40 hours a week doing something for Not that it's a bad place, but doing something for a business that I'm not connected to anymore because I feel like there's such an opportunity with Mount Bike Radio. And I, you know, there's, there's, as Ben would say, I have all these things I'm cooking up and I just haven't had the time to implement them. So
2: you can't put them on the stove.
1: You got it. Yeah. Like I have recipes that aren't, aren't on the stove yet. And there's, you know, a ton of stuff that's going to be coming. So I'm really. Really excited about that. Um, also, I'm really excited about getting up to that that northern Midwest area and being able to do a bunch of races that I've heard about. You better ride
2: in Copper Harbor too.
1: I'm going to do all the stuff. So you better believe that get no, your
2: Lead Leadville bike out and do Ord Shore. I'm going to do like Michigan's Leadville.
1: I'm going to try to do all that stuff. So I don't think I'm going to try to get in the Check 100, but I'm going to try to do Almanzo. I'm going to try to do the 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 fat tire festival 40. I'm going to try to get into maybe some order shore. I'm going to do some wars series down in Wisconsin. I mean, I'm pretty much the joke is going to be have mini truck will travel. So um, <laughs> I'm going to try to get a lot of stuff done. And along the way of those things, it's not going to be just about me, but it's going to be about being there, maybe being there earlier, being there late, slapping some hands, going on a bike ride and just doing some stuff to really start to, again, make those face to face impressions because Um, that's really the big takeaway is we've done two of those mountain bike radio meetups and I've met people and it was really nice to talk with people in person. Not only do I think that you guys enjoy that, but I really enjoy it when I get that feedback, it really just fuels the fire. And again, I'm just like writing more recipes that I can't put on the stove, but it's just lots of little things that I have like growing and brewing. Um, and I really, really can't wait until we can get that stuff moving out it's just going to be really awesome. Um, and I would
2: I would love to see mountain bike radio listeners coming to Salida.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing though. Like, and I don't want to knock on Salida at all, but there's a lot of people that we're going to be really close to.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. You guys being in the Midwest, there's there's more people out there. But you know, it's easier to get to. Also,
1: well, it's also going to be one of those things though, where uh, I hope that we, you know, there's a couple things that Ben has brewed up for the future. And it's going to be start to really embrace the entire continental U.S. on the, you could say, like, face-to-face impressions. Um, so, you know, there's going to be a big thing going on in Hayward because we're going to be there full-time. Ben's going to live there full-time. I'm going to be there for at least all summer of 2017. And then we're just going to have a lot of stuff. Again, like, a lot of recipes are going to be cooked and served. And it's going to be, I mean, that's really nerdy to say, like, like that but that's the thing is like there's all these things that ben as an individual just doesn't have time to implement and this is going to be the year that a lot of things become like real real shit's getting real it's getting real um and i'm really excited and like ben um most humble guy that i've ever met he works really hard he works all the like he works in just a different work ethic than even i'm capable of keeping up with and the cockiest thing I can say is I'm one of the hardest working people I know. um usually the people around me disappoint me to a fault, and yeah, and like
2: <laughs> he's he, not saying that like it's awesome. he's saying that like, God, I wish I wasn't,
1: yeah, like I see other people doing stuff, and I'm like, they're not doing enough. I have to pick up their slack, and like I'm just like all but bleeding from the hands or whatever you know and and I just I see him work, and I'm like, I just can't keep up with that, um, so I'm really looking forward to. The opportunity, and I know that he says I'm making that opportunity, but still he's giving it at the same time. So, And he's giving that opportunity through everyone that's been a member, that's used the Amazon affiliate link, that's bought a shirt, that's done an event. All those things are interconnected and all those things are coming together where I have this opportunity to help that thing that I've been associated with for a long time. I mean, it was October of 2012-ish that we recorded one of the first JRAs. And now here we are, you know, four and a half years later and we're still going and we're one of those like backbone shows. I can't think of anything else that has been around from the beginning, Um, but we're we're one of the shows that has always been there. And it's really cool for this opportunity to to come because I I feel like it's going to be a ton of fun. And I don't mean this that I don't think mountain bike radio is going to work, but there's always going to be that bike shop job for me Uh, being a, a competent mechanic and a competent People person, there's always going to be a job in a bike shop available. And this is one of those things that I just have to try to do because I feel like the 10 year growth of that is much better than any bike shop I have the option of working at at the current time. So I'm really excited. Um, and it's been something a long time in the making. I've known that it was kind of something I wanted to do for a while and it's finally something I can say and get off my chest. So it's like really awesome. Um, I'm like super pumped.
2: Can we answer one listener question that just came through on Twitter that has nothing to do with what we're talking no, about? No, we
1: shouldn't do that. Um, we shouldn't <laughs> do that. Uh, the answer is uh, depending on your weight, whatever stands wheel set is appropriate for you.
2: Oh, this is about cranks.
1: Uh, Shimano, every time.
2: Okay, that so. could be an appropriate answer here.
1: Or cork. If you need a power meter, it's a cork.
2: Mm, that sounds a little out of the uh, the price range given the question.
1: There you go. So. There you have it. Um, that's both. So
2: that's the big news.
1: That's the big news.
2: Salida and Hayward. No more front range.
1: No more front range. Um, so that's that. Uh, and again, where where it started is we wanted you guys to hear this first. Uh, maybe not Andrea quite so much, but you know you guys have been along for the ride for everything that she's been through for the last couple of years. Because again, we've been doing this for about four and a half years. It's been some shit. But at I've gone
2: from big racing to small racing. Now I'm getting back to big racing and big, you know, like places to live. Like this is Salida has been like my dream place to live for ever since the first time I went there. So this is really, really awesome for me. Like if you can just dream up, like any of you who are listening to this, think of like your most favorite place you've ever been in your life. Like just picture that in your head. I'm getting to move there. Like that's what it is for me personally. So I'm so excited about it.
1: Well, there you have it. And for me, again, it's just something that Ben and I have been working on for a while. And through the support of everyone that listens, you guys have made it where it's a possibility that we're growing to the point where we have enough supporters to fiscally or financially support another person to help make this all come true. And I'm really grateful for that. Um, there's a lot of people that maybe don't like the brand of JRA, but there's for every <laughs> there's person, more
2: people that like it though. So for that's every all the person patterns. that
1: spouts off of how it's not their cup of tea, there's 20 people just chugging that cup of tea to their face. So for you 20 that have been They're like
2: mainlining like that
1: facing the tea, I'm so <laughs> thankful. So um, I don't really know of a good way to wrap this up because usually it's a show and we're done with questions, but. Again, thanks everyone that's supported, whether it's in recent times or previous times, or and all. Come along and come and visit way. us.
2: Depending on where you're vacationing, just stop by, say hi. We'll touch you.
1: Yeah, for real. That's going to be my 100 percent job. Is going to be to touch listeners. So, <laughs> um, I'll be the official listener toucher. So, there you have it. And that's that's what's that's the news, and that's what's going to be going on. So, um, unless Andrea has anything else, again, yep. just thank that's you. good. Thanks to everyone that's ever done an event or contributed to Mountain Bike Radio, and we're going to make more of that stuff for the future for you to enjoy. Thanks again.